0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rapid
1: fire. Here we go. Fill in the blank, Jess. The Drew Pine-led
2: offense will be blank. The Drew Pine-led offense will be more swagger. You know, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know what points they're going to score or what plays they're going to run or, you know, all those things. But it's going to have more energy to it. It's going to have more confidence to it. Um, and it, it, I think it's just, yeah, it, it's going to have some more swagger to it. I think that these guys – you know, they know they're not oblivious Think You know, we're talking about this. The world is talking about this. They know that people are talking about this. I think that they want to just as bad, want to come out and prove, you know, that they can do it, that they can, they can make things happen. So I think we're going to, and I think Pine kind of stepping in and him naturally having more swagger. I think this whole practice this week will have more swagger to it. So I think that the Notre Dame offense will be led with more swagger this week. And that's, that's really all I can decisively say. I like that, it, you know, it because it really does need some swagger. Even, you know, having a guy
1: like Michael Mayer out there, for example. And Michael, Michael Mayer is as confident as anyone you're going to come across. But, like, you don't necessarily see that dripping off him all the time, you know, out there on the football field on Saturdays. D- Drew Pine, all it's going to take is, like, get a little momentum. Just get a little momentum. Just hit a couple plays in a row and all of a sudden i think you're going to see a really confident drew pine and like tommy Reese was talking yesterday about where the team is right now you know they can use some of that you know some of that confidence that that drew pine can give them and i think it's just about him being able to make a couple of plays i like i like your answer the confidence i'm going to say it's going to be at least better than we think that it's going to be right now <laughs> you know because again like there are things that still have to come together, but I think that that maybe maybe that's part of the missing ingredient. You know, a big a big missing ingredient is still the stuff that we're talking about. It's about the guys who are not on the field or getting the ball in their hands enough. If those guys are on the field, they can help Drew Pine. They would have helped Tyler Buckner as well. But guys like Tyree and Merriweather, you know, Lorenzo Styles has been out there, Braden Lindsay has been out there, Michael Mayer has been out there, but you Add a couple ingredients that you haven't had so far. And I mean, you know, again, then all of a sudden you're talking about Tyree, Meriwether, and Pine. Three ingredients that we really, you know, Tyree is the only one of those two that we've seen at all. It hasn't been consistent. It's just amazing that Chris Tyree averaged 6.6 touches per game, you know, receptions and rushes combined last year. He's at six per game right now, and last year he was obviously Kyron Williams' backup. You got to get him the ball more. So uh, you know, we can we can only beat that horse so often. Hopefully, we see it sooner than later. But I, I think the Pine offense is going to be better than we think, and maybe that maybe that swagger, maybe that confidence is part of the ingredient. Because we, you know, as good as 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 athletically gifted as Tyler Buckner is, swagger is not something that we saw from him. Outward swagger out there on the field.
0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Fill in the blank. Manti Teo coming back to Notre Dame this weekend
2: is blank. A blessing in disguise. I think that this team, uh, you know, I know it's not, it's not something, you know, great or, or, or tremendous or something that's going to ultimately have an effect on the game, but you know, that he's going to be welcomed into the locker room. You know, that he's going to be, he's already, he was a leader of the team when he was here. I just think that having, you know, another outside presence, another outside voice, someone who can talk to these players, you know, kind of being, you know, recently kind of separated from, from, from Notre Dame and all those things. And, I just think that it will provide such a breath of fresh air and kind of maybe help these guys calm down a little bit more. I just think that nothing negative can really come from this. I think Manti is a great guy. I think he's a great player. And I think that he'll be welcomed into talking to these guys and kind of giving some some insider some advice that might be beneficial for some of these guys. It's kind of like part of the Manti Teo comeback tour. You know, like
1: the you know, we had the the Netflix documentary that we've talked about that that came out last month, and he got this overwhelming, you know, groundswell of support from people, even people who are Notre Dame bashers or Manti Teo bashers before when they saw this. And now it's like coming back into the family and you've got Manti Teo, one of probably what, the two or three most iconic players of at least the last 10 years, like Manti, Jalen Smith, anyone else that you would throw in there, you know, in terms of, of icon, I think those two are definitely at the top of the list, but, you know, and Manti for what he meant for that 2012 team, virtually winning every award that you could win except for the Heisman trophy. I think it's going to be great. I think maybe, you know, again, like that's a guy who, even though maybe he was a little mild mannered when he was in front of the cameras and microphones and stuff like that, that's a guy who played with a lot of energy out there on the field and a a lot of, of that swagger himself when he was out there playing, Middle linebacker. So I think maybe it's good timing. They need they do, they need a little man tie coming back this weekend. So I think it's going to be good for everybody. I definitely agree. After beating Notre Dame last week, there are already a few projections of Marshall to the Cotton Bowl. My question to you: do you buy or
2: sell the Thundering Herd as this year's Cincinnati? I sell that and I would sell that with all the money that I had. You know, Marshall. There's just no chance that Marshall is going to make that, that bowl game. You look at the rest of their schedule. They have Bowling Green, Troy, Louisiana, Gardner-Webb. Never heard of them. James Madison, <laughs> Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and Old Dominion. you know, <laughs> Even if you go undefeated and beat that kind of schedule, you're not making it. Um, I don't know. I think if they run the schedule or with, <sighs> with that kind of schedule, I think they
1: are because of the fact that they've got the win – over Notre Dame
2: yeah but what if Notre Dame goes like three and nine this year well, yeah then how impressive
1: does it look yeah that's <laughs> that's very fair but I mean that stretch Coastal Carolina who only lost two games last year and they're undefeated so far this year Appalachian State which is crazy that they lost to North Carolina then turned around and beat A&M on the road but Georgia Southern of course you know beat Nebraska as well so you've got those three teams in a four week stretch that's that's like in any given year, that doesn't necessarily look that imposing, but I think especially that that coastal App State little stretch right there, Coastal Carolina, October 29th, App State on the 12th, and then you know again, I think you got to throw Georgia Southern in there because they did beat a Power Five team, regardless of how good or bad Nebraska is. That's that's a stretch that's that's going to test them. So I think they're going to have a hard time getting through all three of those games. So I I think I have to sell it as well. They're they're definitely not a playoff team, but like to your point that you were making, like the anti Marshall, I think if they run the schedule, I do think that they probably are in a New Year's Six bowl. So we'll All see, right. we'll see. Okay, so the Big Ten announced its new TV rights deal recently. Of course, Fox, CBS, and NBC. Are all going to be broadcasting games for the conference here in a couple of years? If that rights deal was in place this season, Notre Dame's opener at Ohio State would have been on Fox at noon instead of on ABC in prime time. What do you
2: think about that? Uh, I think that's a bunch of hot garbage. I, I you know, I hate big noon football and it just seems like a waste of good football that you can put, you know, not at noon when people are still getting into their day settling. And, you know, it's it's just, anytime I think of good football, I think of prime time. You don't, you don't put your good games at noon. I mean, that's a nine o'clock kick on the West coast. Think about that. Who's, who's getting up at nine o'clock on the weekend, you know, extra early and being like, ah, first thing I'm going to do is turn on this big noon, you know, game, big 10 game that's going on. So I hate that. I'm, I'm so glad that that's not the case. Um, I'm always going to be against – it doesn't even matter. It could be Notre Dame in the national championship. I hate noon kickoff. There's nothing that will ever convince me that that noon kickoff is what should be done. But I understand why they do it because no one else is playing at that time, so they'll get all the viewing and the ratings that in that regard. But I'm just not a fan of it. There's nothing, nothing that gets me excited about noon kickoff. It was kind of cool last week you know, being able to watch a little bit of that Alabama and Texas
1: game before the Notre Dame game started. You know, I I like it from the aspect of it's cool to have a good game on at noon, especially like if you do have a primetime game that week, and it's like, okay, now I've got something good instead of Maryland Rutgers at noon to watch, you know. So I I think Fox has done a good job of turning this noon window into – Essentially, prime time outside of primetime. they've They've put a lot of good matchups there. But I agree with you. I would not want to be, you know, working a noon game. I would not want to be, you know, a fan watching a noon game. I think the two thirty kickoffs are probably the best we're ever gonna get, you know, like if if you don't want prime time, <laughs> if it's a big game, you probably want primetime. is someone who works and doesn't cherish working until two three, in the morning, you know, I can do without it, but it's it's going to be you know, we're going to see more of this. Like if Notre Dame schedules more Big 10 teams going forward, we're going to see more of these noon kickoffs when they're on the road to play some of these games. You know, we we're, we're going to see a lot more of it because of this TV contract. Now, we could also see more primetime games because of the fact that you know, NBC, you know, again, if they're playing Big 10 teams because of the fact that NBC Is going to have primetime games as well, but they're going to be, you know, like the Purdue type games and stuff like that, you know, rather than the Michigans or Ohio States and and those kind of teams. I mean, we just saw last year Notre Dame
2: Wisconsin noon kickoff from Soldier Field, you know, eleven a.m. Central Time,
1: local time, obviously. So,
2: yeah, Tim B says NFL starts at one p.m. What's the difference? Nothing. I hate one p.m. NFL starts (laughs) as well. Uh, I don't mind one
1: p.m. Uh, You know, I would take I would take the one o'clock. I would take the one o'clock for sure. If you push that back one hour, I would take it because like I would hate to be, you know, because like that game, Texas, Alabama was played in Austin. That's an 11 a.m. local time kickoff. So it's even worse for them that they're playing. 11 a.m. Yeah. So that's what Stimey was saying right now. We deserve <laughs> 11 a.m. Start maybe time. Maybe it'll wake some people up. Probably right about that. Like maybe that would be incentive. If you threatened 11 a.m. Start times based on winning or losing to start off the season, maybe there's some incentive to win a few more games. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Fill in the blank. Speaking of Texas and Alabama, Alabama, it's blank that Texas head coach Steve Sarkisian said this after his Longhorns lost to the Crimson Tide by a point Saturday. Quote, in the end, that's the best team in the country, and we feel pretty good about ourselves. End quote.
2: Um, it's hard to say fill in the blank, like one word. It's blank. It's, it's acceptable. It doesn't have to be one word. It's acceptable that that Steve Sarkisian said that, and I'm okay with him saying that, honestly, because there. <laughs> Too many times we get caught up with winning and losing. Yes, that's the ultimate result. But when you're playing the number one team in the country and you're playing them well, that's, that's, that's a win in my opinion, especially with the state of, you know, Texas, are they back? Are they not? And, and, and things that happen. I know, I know you're shaking your head, but <laughs> it, it matters. It matters for the confidence of the players. It matters for the confidence of the fan. It, it just, overall, it helps so many things. I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm going out there and be like, oh yeah, I'm. You know, I'd be excited about losing by one point, but in this situation and given all the other variables playing into it, I would feel good about a one point loss to Alabama. Would I be frustrated knowing that it was one point on a last second field goal? Sure, yeah, but I, I'm okay with with that. And I guess you're not. <laughs> you know, I, I realized you coached little league kids this year, <laughs> but it, it just Maybe that softened
1: me up. It just feels like it just feels like Steve Sarkeesian wanted to give everyone a juice box and you know some orange wedges out there after after the Longhorns lost that game by a point a game they you know had every reason to feel like they should have won. I get it; they've been garbage for so long, so so now maybe you know. And I even said you know going in in my predictions last week that if. If uh, Texas even covered the spread, maybe they could feel like they were back. Maybe that's what he's talking about. But it's like I don't. I, I I just I I don't like it because again, you know, it feels like okay. Let's hand out last place trophies and and that kind of stuff. You 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 do play to win the game. If you really want to feel good about yourself, you need to win the game. You know now, like if you play a great game and it comes down. To the wire, but you end up losing. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. I get that, but I don't think that's a comment that I would be making publicly if I'm Steve <laughs> Sarkeesian. Maybe that's something we can that. t- maybe that's something we can talk about in the locker room. Like, look, guys, that's Alabama. We just went toe to toe with Alabama, and yours got hurt, and we still went toe to toe with Alabama and came You know, right down to the wire. We can do this. We can win the Big Twelve. You know, those kind of things. But I don't think I'd be Steve Sarkeesian and standing at the microphone and and saying those things publicly. I can not get along with that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Jets head coach, speaking of things that people said, Jets head coach Robert Sala says he's, quote, taking receipts, end quote, of those who are criticizing him and the Jets right now. Do you think he'll be around long enough to cash in on those receipts, Jess? This
2: is year two for – Sala, Sala. Um, every coach is taking receipts, especially when you're down bad and things aren't going well. You, you, it's just natural, you know. You want to get back at all the all the naysayers. Um, I do think he'll cash in on those on those receipts. Actually, I think he's a good coach. I think that the Jets are are kind of on that tipping point here soon. They're putting together a lot of you know good talent with their with their drafting. They they have a you know relatively solid defense. They're just missing that that crucial point, and when you know you draft a quarterback and you get you know and he's not playing, that's also not good. I think that they're just a couple couple players away, and I think that him being the head coach, he can he can you know lead a team of good discipline and good fundamentals, unlike Mike McCarthy uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but I think that yeah, I, I do think he'll cash in on those receipts. I don't think he'll fully cash in. I you know I'm not saying that Jets will be you know, a Super Bowl team or this great playoff team, but he'll get back at some of, some of those people. I think he'll get, you know, he'll get some wins in there and, and have a couple, you know, average seasons coming up and maybe even have, you know, a, a above average playoff run in a few years. But I do think that he'll cash in on some of those receipts. Yeah. They're putting the roster together. I, I, I thought it was funny, you know, that, that again,
1: like a head coach has to come out and say, we're going to show you guys, you know, it's like, I, I I guess you live in New York, and there's a heck of a lot more media in New York, so you're going to hear a lot more things. It just seems like rabbit ears for a head coach, you know, r- rather than like the Nick Saban approach. We don't even care about anything from the outside because it's all rat poison. It just seemed like Robert Sala was was looking for things to talk about. Now, to his credit, I saw today on the NFL Network, it, you know, it kind of came up again in his press conference, and and uh, he was saying, "Look, I, I just wanted." The guys in the locker room to know that I've got their back. You know, it was something to that effect, and I, I see some value in that as well. Well, you know, whether or not he actually has, has full intention of cashing in every receipt from everyone who has criticized him or not, I think that you know some of that can be misplaced if if you're uh, motivating yourself with that too much. I do think that there is some value in motivating. With that, but uh, it just, you know, again, like for an, for an NFL head coach, I'm going to like a little bit too much rabbits but I agree. I think he's a good head coach. I think they, they obviously have some work to do with their roster. They're starting to get some guys, you know, like Elijah Moore and uh, the running back, Brees Hall, Bryce Hall, you know, some of the – Bryce Hall, yeah, you know, like they've got some guys, and obviously Wilson is hurt right now. So really interested to see what happens with them. And that, that division has really changed – quite a bit. If they can just add a few more players, I think that they're going to have a chance to win out there. So I I think I agree with you. I think that he will be around to cash in on some of those as well.
3: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: All right, last question for tonight. Chiefs and Chargers play Thursday night football
2: tomorrow. Do you know where to find the game on TV? Yes. And I did not look this up. It is on, it is being brought to you by Amazon. Um, right. And this is the debut of Kirk Herbstreet in the NFL. And I had an interesting discussion last night with some friends said, you know, is isn't is Herbstreet doing that game tomorrow? And we couldn't think of who it was. And obviously we looked it up. He is doing it with Al Michaels. And so that's right. going to be interesting to see how that goes. But I think Kirk Herbstreet long game. I don't think, he, he's going to be in college football very long. I think he approached the NFL. He saw the money that Romo was making and all these other guys and said, why am I not doing that? And he came to the NFL and said, you know, how can I do this? And they said, all right, you want to do the NFL? We'll give you the Thursday night game with Al Michaels on Amazon. I think this is, I think this is Kirk Herbstreit's trial run. Um, and I think that he, he's ultimately saw that money. He saw that the conferences are realigning and, and, you know, all the other dynamics that's going down with college football. And I, I, I don't think, or I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Herbstreit is strictly NFL uh, in, in two years or so. I think that he's interesting. This is his transition. I don't think he's going to do both, um, and I think ultimately he's going to end up being an NFL guy. Very interesting. Yeah, I think I it's know that's good- not the question, but no, it was just an interesting kind of segue. That and the reason up.
1: I threw this out there, you know, since it's Wednesday and the, the live show obviously is running on Wednesday, but the audio podcast will, will be posted Thursday morning. So I figured, well. Kind of a little PSA. Let's make sure people know where they can find the game because I know there are a lot of people who uh, who aren't really sure, you know, or or hadn't even given any consideration to where you can find it. Unless you live in the local markets, Amazon is the only place you can find the NFL on Thursday nights this year, and that should be a good game, Chiefs and and Chargers. But that's interesting. That's an interesting theory you've got on Herb Street there. I'm wondering if if he really did make that move and go full time to the NFL, where does ESPN go with that, with, you know, with their main college football, you know, because he is the number one booth right now with Chris Fowler. So I, I wonder where they would go because I don't think that there is necessarily an internal candidate right now who makes a lot of sense, you know, because he also does game day and, you know, so that he does, he does a lot for them. Uh, so I wonder where they, it's not going to be Desmond Howard. I, I don't think that he's good enough.
2: <laughs> well, you know, let to- me put it like this. He he is, he has worked a lot on, on game day. And, you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't, he does these things because he loves football and he, that you know, overall that's what he likes to do. But if I'm Kirk Herbstreet and I don't have to work nearly as extensive of a schedule and I can, you know, do maybe one game a week in the NFL and get paid more. I mean, I just think that it's naturally kind of, you know, what he's thinking about yeah vigo says he'd
1: go with bq brady quinn i imagine <laughs> i think brady quinn's got a real good situation with fox right Same. now and, and with fox continuing to expand the games they're doing i think he's going to have an even bigger role like he could grow into potentially the kind of role that herb street has right now within the next few years over there on fox you know i think that you could see that from brady quinn i'm sure that you know, contracts come up and money's going to be a factor, just like w- what you were talking about. It's a, it's a, it, you know, it was a factor for Romo. It was a factor because Romo got the money and Aikman making the move, and you know, all these different things. There's been a huge ripple effect. I would really, but you know, Pat McAfee's going to be <laughs> joining Game Day. Uh, I, I just don't see him being the game analyst. Although maybe he, you know, I just. I don't think a I don't think a former punter is your number one game analyst as entertaining <laughs> as Pat McAfee could be, but that'd be really interesting if Herb Street decided to jump. It's I think he's going to be really good on the NFL. I didn't see any of the preseason game they did a few weeks ago, but I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing that tomorrow or you know, Thursday night. Al Michaels and and uh, Kirk Herbstreet and Chiefs and Chargers should be fun. Uh, Tommy Guns, yes. Brady does currently call games but he is not like the number 1 booth like uh, like Kirk Herbstreet is right now it's pretty much Joel Klatt right you know over there on Fox is, is the number 1 guy right now Brady is calling games but I'm talking about like you know number 1 booth and Mike says Pat is awesome I like Pat McAfee as well and I think that with all of those things that happened early in the season with Corso. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think that this McAfee thing is like, that's going to be the transition once, once Lee Corso finally does retire from doing it. So, yep. Oh McAfee yeah. Carries.
2: You know, McAfee is going to be hyped up to put on that helmet, that mascot helmet every week, going crazy, getting the fans. So that's like the perfect role for him is, is the, the Lee Corso replacement. Jess enjoyed it as always.
1: Guys, we appreciate all of your uh, questions tonight on this mailbag show. We're going to be back tomorrow, and Jess is going to bring his analyst hat. And we're going to say, you're gonna,
2: we're going to have a different kind of – I'm right. excited for tomorrow. We can do a little preview of what Cal is going
1: to be doing. That's right. Different conversation tomorrow with this Notre Dame-Cal matchup coming up Saturday. So we will jump into that tomorrow. Thanks again for all the questions tonight. Don't forget, hit that like button, subscribe, rate, review – comment, all that good stuff. We do appreciate it. It helps out Irish Breakdown. It's going to do it for tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.